Welcome to eBible Fellowship's Sunday Bible Study. For broadcast times in your area of these studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now it's time to begin our Sunday study with your speaker, Chris McCann. Good afternoon and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Sunday Afternoon Bible Study. Today is study number 15 in Jeremiah chapter 50. And we're going to be reading Jeremiah 50 verses 24 through 27. I have laid a snare for thee, and thou art also taken, O Babylon, and thou was not aware, thou art found, and also caught, because thou hast striven against Jehovah. Jehovah has opened his armory, and has brought forth the weapons of his indignation, for this is the work of the Lord Jehovah of hosts in the land of the Chaldeans. Come against her from the utmost border. Open her storehouses, cast her up as heaps, and destroy her utterly. Let nothing of her be left. Slay all her bullocks, let them go down to the slaughter. Woe unto them, for their day is come, the time of their visitation. I'll stop reading there. We, uh, of course, have been going through Jeremiah 50 for some time now. And in verse after verse, God is uh, emphasizing it is judgment day. It is the, the time of his wrath against the world, against the kingdom of Satan, against every unsaved inhabitant of the earth, um, in the church and out of the church. The wrath of God is upon all. And uh, and God has been describing this judgment in various ways. And now in verse 24, he is saying of Babylon, I have laid a snare for thee, and thou art also taken, O Babylon. And I thought it would be good for us to just look at some other places where we find this word snare and the idea of being snared in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. We're going to start with Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Ecclesiastes 9, and it says, beginning in verse 11, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happeneth to them all. For a man also knoweth not his time, as the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in the snare. So are the sons of men snared in an evil time, when it falleth suddenly upon them. And uh, we, we can see how this relates to uh, judgment Day to the end of the world, as God is picturing it here, as man, he knows not his time. He doesn't know that it's the time of the end. He doesn't know that his period of, of life on earth, his period of living in this creation is now about to come to an end. He's like a fish that is taken in an evil net. And as the birds that are caught in the snare. 
that that is what man is like when it comes time for the judgment of God. And, and God, again, at the end of verse 12, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time when it falleth suddenly upon them. And the reference to evil time is a reference to judgment day. Remember the evil day, according to Ezekiel 7. Uh, it's, it's why the Lord's Prayer uh, had that petition, deliver us from evil. It's evil because it is um, a calamity for the unsaved individual. And God, in the Bible, when something um, grievous, when, when something awful comes upon men, such as a hurricane or an earthquake, some physical calamity, God says that he creates that evil. It's an evil thing because it brings destruction. And... And certainly, Judgment Day is an evil thing for man because it brings the greatest of destruction to mankind, which is the end of his existence. At at the end of it, it's the ruination of man, the damnation of mankind. And, And so God speaks of it as an evil time. Now, we can... Be sure that Ecclesiastes 9 is referring to Judgment Day when it speaks of a man who knows not his time and and he's likened to fish caught in an evil net. When we turn to Matthew 13, in Matthew 13, and I'll, I'll read this little parable that the Lord Jesus gave, beginning in verse 47. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea, and gathered of every kind, which, when it was full, they drew to shore, and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire, There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Now here in this parable, the uh, net that is cast into the sea is basically a picture of the gospel, the call of the gospel that goes forth into the world. And who responds to that call? Well, all kinds of people respond to the call and, and say they're Christian. And, and therefore, in a sense, they're caught in the net of God and they're brought in. Now, this is a different word, net. The Greek word here in Matthew 13 is 4522. And it's different than the net that's in John 21. There it's 1350 in Strong's Concordance. And, and so it's a different picture. We know um, at the time of the end, in John 21, the the net is cast and brings forth the great catch of fish that typifies the great multitude saved out of great tribulation. And that net does not break, and they bring them all safely to land, and that pictures all the elect. And so God uses a different word in John 21 to illustrate that. Here, the word for net is different. And it, it has in view that 
wide sending forth of the word of God and and again the response of many. Many are called, but few are chosen. And that's why it's necessary uh, when the net is full for this separation. They gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. And and then the explanation is given, so shall it be at the end of the world. The angels, and, and again, the Greek word for angels can also be translated as messengers. The messengers shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just. The word translated as uh, sever is the same word in another parable in Matthew 25, uh, verses 31 to 33, when the shepherd divideth the sheep from the goats. The word divideth is the same word as sever here. And it's the exact same idea. It's a separation of saved and unsaved. And God began that separation process during the second part of the Great Tribulation when he opened up information from the Bible concerning the end of the church age. God gave his people wisdom and understanding to see the truth of it and therefore to flee the congregations. He withheld wisdom and understanding from uh, those within the corporate church, they they couldn't see it, many of them, and and so they remained in the church in a place where uh, where there was no salvation that was under the wrath of God, and they were as tares, another parable, the wheat and the tares that speaks of separation, and and they remained as tares, and finally at the end of the great tribulation. On May 21, 2011, that was the 8400th day in the 20, the exact 23rd year. The day of the 23rd year was full. And, and on that day, then the separating of the wheat and the tares, that process in the churches was completed. The tares were then bundled at that point and cast into the spiritual fire of judgment day. And so, um, that was one aspect of this process, this final process carried out by God and his messengers as the Lord opened up these things to the eyes and understanding of his people. They shared it, and through that sharing process, this whole function was carried out, and 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 that was an aspect to it. But it was not completed at that point, because some people who left their churches and and others who heard the message and joined up with those outside of the churches and and in following these things likewise were not saved and and so God developed uh, an additional testing program for the day of judgment to put all through the spiritual fire and to see who truly were his people, gold, silver, and precious stones, and who were not his people, wood, hay, and stubble. And again, it's the messengers of God, as God opens up truth from his word to reveal the nature of Judgment Day, the shutting of the door of heaven, these things 
the wise will understand because they understand it's given to them to understand both time and judgment and and so they understood the time uh, that judgment day would come in the days leading up to that point but it was also necessary to understand the nature of the judgment and and when some people fail to understand the nature of the judgment, they go back. They have returned to the church. They have returned to the world. They have returned to former doctrines. And and they have gone back. After having putting their hands to the plow, they've turned back from the gracious truth that, that God had given to them and... Uh, and that is again it's a it's really uh an identical process as when God opened up information during the great tribulation his people only understood it and left the church of course again there were some that went with them uh, but but primarily let me put it that way primarily God's people understood it and went out of the church and that brought about the separation, certainly of all those at least that stay behind. It could be known, well, they're not following the word of God. They're not humbling themselves and submitting to the word of God. And and now again, it, uh, God gives his people wisdom and understanding to discern both aspects. Now, once they understand the uh, discern and understand the judgment is spiritual uh, beginning on May 21 and throughout the entire period of a prolonged judgment day until the last day and then the scripture that speaks of the end of the world and and a literal destruction will be fulfilled but God's people understand that and they that confirms and and strengthens their understanding of the time. Yes, we were correct with the timeline of history, with the timeline for the Great Tribulation, with the timeline or uh, for the Day of Judgment itself. This confirms these things and strengthens these things, and God's people are comforted in the day of judgment and encouraged to continue on and to endure to the end. But others, it's not given to them wisdom and understanding. Just as God said in Daniel 12.10, the wise will understand, but none of the wicked will understand. And we had thought um, that that just meant in the days leading up to May 21. But no, it it's the overall understanding of judgment day the complete 10,000 days and so those that gave the appearance of understanding the time prior to May 21 2011's arrival they they would have been hand in hand we thought with us and and we thought well this is the final test they've passed the test they they've gone right up to the very day well, that was not the final test. The final test came after uh, that day arrived and into this period of time of judgment day. And, and, and so even though some intellectually 
understood the timing that that would be the day they they had it um correct they would they would say that and they could even maybe explain it to you with um with some biblical information so they understood it intellectually yet when they entered into this period of time god withheld wisdom from them understanding from them they cannot grasp the idea of a spiritual judgment on the world which is a little unusual since they had professed to understand that idea of spiritual judgment concerning the church and they would tell others to leave the church because God's judgment was on and it was completely spiritual. But when it comes to the world, they had a different idea, different understanding. And, and really, um, if, if there is a proud heart in a person and anyone who's unsaved, that is the type of heart they possess. It's proud. It's in rebellion against God. And and if someone's unsaved with that kind of heart, they've always had that kind of heart. I don't know. It's a little mysterious how it is that they could uh, join up and and follow the truth to the degree that perhaps they did, and to the length that they did for as long as they did. But but it uh, it, it works out that way sometimes. And yet, all along, they had a proud heart. And I'm not saying that everyone that doesn't understand these things has a proud heart, but I'm saying that that's the truth, the case, that some have a proud heart who followed along for quite a long period of time, and God has uh, his um, periods or his moments that he has planned for that individual when even going back into the time of the Great Tribulation, there were some who maybe followed the truth for for a couple of decades. And then suddenly God opens up a doctrine, a truth concerning uh, annihilation. And, and that's it. That's it. God uh, realized this individual had a proud heart. And God... Uh, personally or personalized it almost to that individual. This is his point of breaking. This is that person's point of showing that proud nature. He, he, he just can't hide it, uh, regarding this particular doctrine. And, and he blows up in anger and, oh no, this is heresy. And, and then before you know it, he's, he's saying, the same thing about other things that he had seemingly accepted. And and why is it? Well, because he was always that way, but he, he kept it under. Uh, yet God, of course, is able to bring this kind of uh, nature, this, this rebellious nature to the surface. And if maybe that doctrine, you know, some people like the idea of annihilation, that, that there's no hell. So maybe that doctrine didn't get a, a certain individual who also had a proud heart. So the Lord raised up another doctrine, such as Christ being slain from the foundation of the world. 
And, and that's one they shake their head at. Oh no, I'm not accepting that. I know what happened at the cross and, and, uh, Jesus died for sin in 33 AD. There's no doubt about it that this, this is heresy and, and it starts all over with a different group of people than, that now are really, they're, they're like the, the excess silver that, the dross that, that's burned away as God continued to refine his people, continued the process of separating the wheat from the tares. It wasn't only the doctrine of the end of the church age. It was many doctrines. And that process continued into the day of judgment. As God tells us in Romans 2, judgment day, the day of wrath, is also the day of the righteous revelation of the judgment of God. And so he's continued to open up information to us and revealing truth to us that shows forth that righteous judgment of God. And some people are, it, it, it's really amazing how the doctrines are different, but the results are the same. And now it's a spiritual judgment and oh no, oh no, some people won't have it. They, they won't even investigate it. They, they're not going to check the scriptures anymore. And, and then if you, uh, follow these people, once they've turned back from that, then they begin to turn back from the biblical calendar of history. And then the next thing you know, they're, they're unsure if the church age is over. And some go back to the church or they have no problem with others that do. As, as far as doctrinally, oh, you're my brother like anyone else, they, they're, they're slowly losing sight of the truths that God had opened up to them. And, and uh, before you know it, they're into politics or they're into, um, a social gospel or, or they're talking more about their physical health than the gospel of the Bible. They, they're into the world and that's because that has been their nature there's never been a change in them they they've never had a new heart and and yet god knew it all along and he is the one that designed judgment day to finally bring that out to finally have that revealed and and that is what God said will take place during this time. Remember in 1 Corinthians, in chapter 3, it says in verse 11, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is if any man's work abide which he is built thereupon he shall receive a reward if any man's work shall be burned he shall suffer loss but he himself shall be saved yet so as by fire now the uh, key statement that is said here 
actually verse 13, the whole verse, every man's work shall be made manifest. And to make manifest is to show forth. And and here, it's work of gold, silver, precious stones, or wood, hay, stubble. What you are, what I am, spiritually, will be made manifest during the period when the fire is put to us, Judgment Day, and the day shall declare it. This day, this time, will once and for all declare who are God's people And who are not God's people? God's people, the wise, will understand. None of the wicked will understand. Once someone fails to understand the spiritual nature of judgment, they also show that they never understood the time. And, and, you know, um, that, that's really a lot of the reason why God's people understand the judgment is because they did truly understand the time. That is, the timeline, the biblical calendar of history, still locks in these dates. The date of the end of the church age, the 2300 evening mornings, September 7th, 1994, the beginning of the latter reign, the 6,100 days of the latter rain, May 21, 2011, Judgment Day. These dates fit together precisely. They confirm one another. Everything goes together like pieces of a puzzle. And and now the 1,600 days fits very well along with that also. But God's people, after May 21, 2011, seemingly came and nothing happened. The thing that troubled the people of God, the true believer, was how can this be since the time is still fitting? There, there, we can't find any error. We've reviewed and reviewed. We go over the, the dates. We go over the information that comes from the Bible. There's no mistake. That means the Bible's still insisting May 21, 2011 was Judgment Day. And and you see, this is hearing the voice of God because it, it locked into place. And God's people knew the time which helped them to know the judgment. Because if if the Bible still insists it's Judgment Day and and all the time information is correct then maybe it is Judgment Day. So let's take a renewed look. Let's look again and see how could it be possible that that Judgment Day came and yet not in the way we had thought it would come. And that caused the child of God to go back to the Bible and then say, oh, here's a spiritual judgment in the Garden of Eden. God said in the day you eat thereof you will die. And they ate. But they didn't die physically. They died in their soul existence. It was a, a spiritual death. And here's a judgment in the Garden of Gethsemane when Christ was drinking of the cup of the wrath of God. And and by the way, the judgment day, God likens to drinking of a cup. So there's evidence. As Jesus wasn't 
um, uh, in an agony because of anything physical. It was a spiritual judgment upon him. And here's further evidence in Jeremiah 25. God gives the cup to the people called by his name or the city called by his name first. And that agrees with judgment beginning at the house of God. And then the same cup is given to the nations of the world. And and again, that teaches us about the nature of the cup of God's wrath because the judgment that first came on the church was spiritual in nature. Then we start to realize, oh, actually, the these are the most, uh, uh, the biggest and, and the most major judgments the Bible records. The, the original fall of mankind into sin, the judgment of Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane, the judgment upon the churches. You, you can't find any greater judgments than these. And every one of them was spiritual in nature. And, and, and uh, the judgment dealing with Christ, he drank of the cup, it was spiritual. The judgment on the church, they drank of the cup, it was spiritual. So why would we think that the judgment on the world, as God gives the identical cup to them that he had first given to the church, would be somehow different? And, and that fits with what happened on May 21, 2011. We didn't see anything. There was no physical earthquake. It was a spiritual judgment. And and that fits with why the timeline is not broken. Why we haven't noticed or found any error. Why the Bible still insists that that's the day of judgment. And, and you see the understanding of time, the true believers truly earnestly understood time. Others, they didn't really understand time. Maybe they, they did some number crunching and, and maybe somebody explained it to them. It seemed to fit, but they didn't have that understanding that, that a child of God has a deeply held conviction when, when God reveals truth to us. When, uh, for instance, when God reveals election and we see how the Bible fits, well, the child of God holds to that. We hold to that. And then if there were some experience to come along and, and, and try and shake that conviction from us, oh no, I know the Bible teaches election. Well, that's how the true believer holds to the timeline for the very same reason. It's taught by the Bible. And, and, and so an outward experience doesn't shake away or remove that which we have learned. We hold fast to it. Uh, that, that's the nature of a child of God, no matter what the doctrine. That's not the nature of someone who doesn't have a new heart, who has their old heart, a proud heart. That they're, they're not that way, because God's Spirit is not within them. God's Spirit doesn't hold them fast to these truths. And that's why, again and again, you'll see someone shaken from a firm conviction that it, that is true and, and go away from it. How could that be? They held on to it maybe for 20 years. And, and it, yet it was a, a true conviction. It, it was a true teaching of the Bible. And, and now, 
they're they're talking about free will or or they're talking about whatever and and that's how it is with time they had an intellectual understanding of time not a deeply held conviction that only the spirit of god can give to his elect people and therefore when uh circumstances are changed and and they assault that conviction well okay i can't hold to this anymore uh, obviously it didn't happen uh, i didn't see anything with my eyes and so they not only lose sight of time but they can't understand the judgment they they really go hand in hand which reveals they never knew deep down with conviction the time and and god knew they didn't know because he didn't give them wisdom to understand they they weren't part of the wise ones that his his elect and and so now they reveal that in the day of judgment they lack understanding both of time and judgment the the judgment that's come on the church well all right let's go back to uh Jeremiah 50 and just to remind us what what verse we're looking at uh, I have laid a snare for thee and thou art also taken O Babylon and thou wast not aware thou art found and also caught because thou hast striven against Jehovah and we saw that um Ecclesiastes chapter 9 spoke of the sons of men snared in an evil time when it falleth suddenly upon them and the word suddenly in Ecclesiastes 9:12 and again Matthew 13's little parable of fish taken in a net and then the separation the severing of the good and the bad fish it has to do with the end and and so Ecclesiastes 9:12 has to do with the end and and so the word suddenly there is important and that same word which is Strong's number 6597 is found in Isaiah 47 Isaiah 47 and Isaiah 47 is a chapter that uh, is dealing with Babylon verse 1 says come down and sit in the dust O virgin daughter of Babylon and sit on the ground there is no throne O daughter of the Chaldeans and in that context of Babylon, we read in verse 11, Therefore shall evil come upon thee, thou, and again, that's a reference to Babylon, that's who's being spoken of, thou shall not know from whence it riseth, and mischief shall fall upon thee, thou shall not be able to put it off, and desolation shall come upon thee, suddenly which thou shall not know. Now, notice the emphasis on not knowing. Babylon will not know. Like those caught in an evil net. They know not. And our verse in um, Jeremiah 50, verse 24, you're, you're caught in a snare. You're taken in a snare. And thou wast not aware. God is really emphasizing their lack 
of knowledge, their lack of awareness concerning the judgment that's upon them. And here in verse 11 of Isaiah 47, he points it out uh, at the beginning of the verse, Evil shall come upon thee, thou shalt not know from whence it rises. And desolation, it says at the end of the verse, shall come upon thee suddenly, which thou shalt not know. Now we've, of course, spent uh, a lot of time discussing the scriptures that say of that day and hour knoweth no man or concerning that day and hour knoweth no man and 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 much of the discussion had to do with not knowing of its coming because and again in the time leading up to judgment day many dismissed it many um ignored it and 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 blew it off oh it, it's nothing to worry about and and so they of course did not know it and and none of the wicked did and but there's also i think an uh additional element to of that day and hour um no man knows and that is they don't know it even while it, they're in it. Even while the judgment of God has come upon them, the wrath of God is now on the world, on, upon every unsaved individual on the earth. Once God shut the door, it was an action of wrath. He began punishing the world spiritually, and His judgment is upon it. Just as God punished the church, for 23 years, beginning on May 21, 1988, and and the judgment on the church concluded May 21, 2011. God's wrath was on all congregations of the world. Did they know it during, throughout the whole period? Well, they heard of it. Some were maybe made uneasy by by the talk about it, and God's people knew it. And, and God led them out eventually, but we didn't know it at the beginning of it when God ended the church age on May 21, 1988. No one knew. No one knew the day or hour. No one knew the experience even for years into that judgment. God's people and the unsaved, uh, within the corporate body did not know of the judgment upon the church. But then God made his people aware, and again, he brought them out over the course of the last few years uh, of the judgment on the churches. Likewise, judgment has come on the world, and at first, no one knew. No one knew, not even the true believers. We we didn't know what happened May 21 and May 22nd or May 23rd, and and for some time after, it it was a slow process as God finally began to open up our our understanding and to reveal His righteous judgment to us and the spiritual nature of it and so forth. And and it's a very similar response or or very similar uh, thing to what happened with the church. And none of the wicked understand. They don't accept it. 
they they think it's as ridiculous as anything they could imagine and they're ignoring it dismissing it writing it off uh and so forth and why well of that day and hour knoweth no man there is this complete lack of awareness now if we go to Luke 21 in the New Testament Luke 21 which is a chapter dealing with the great tribulation the end of the world it says beginning in verse 34 take heed and 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 take heed to yourselves lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life and so that day come upon you unawares for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore, and pray always, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things, that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, one thing, this is another confirmation that we're correctly understanding Babylon to represent the world under judgment, because Babylon is caught in a snare, and what does it say in verse 35 of Luke 21? That the final judgment, the end of the world, for as a snare shall it come on all them in Babylon? No, but all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth, because that is what Babylon represents. And, and so that's just where we have many confirmations that we're now correctly understanding Babylon to represent the whole world. But, Notice verse 34, the end of the verse, So that day come upon you unawares. And that also agrees with our verse in Jeremiah 50, in verse 24. I have laid a snare for thee, and thou art also taken, O Babylon, and thou wast not aware. Thou art found and also caught, because thou hast striven against Jehovah. Babylon is taken in a snare and is unaware. Now the the word unaware is only found twice in or the Greek word, excuse me, that's translated unaware is only found twice in the New Testament. And the other place is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians 5 says um uh, beginning in verse 2, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Now, the same Greek word translated as unaware in Luke twenty-one thirty-four, unawares, is translated as sudden in 1 Thessalonians 5.3. And uh, and we wonder, well, why would they do that? Well, there is some relationship when something happens suddenly, it, it does tend to catch you off guard or unaware. And and so the translators felt uh, that that was a proper translation. It, it is a proper translation. But also... They wanted to use the word sudden because it didn't seem to make sense to them to translate it as unawares. 
I mean, just just think if you were to take the English word from Luke twenty one thirty four and 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 insert it here in First Thessalonians five three, for when they shall say peace and safety, then unawares destruction cometh upon them. Unawares destruction, and even more than that, when we look at the Greek word that's translated as unawares or sudden, it's a word that means to be seen or or to appear and and it's negated so not seen or not appearing and really that's literally what this word means then not seen destruction cometh upon them not seen it it's um highly unusual and and so the the translators felt for First Thessalonians five three sudden was a much better translation, and, and you can understand how could it be that judgment day, where the time when Christ comes as a thief in the night, would be an unseen or a not seen destruction? Everyone would see him coming, wouldn't they? And and now we know, of course, the answer is no. No, everyone does not see him coming. As a matter of fact, when Jesus came as a thief upon the churches, and, and the Bible uses that language in Revelation, that he, he said, I will come upon thee as a thief. He warned the church. And Christ did come as a thief when he removed the candlestick, the light of the gospel from all congregations at the beginning of the Great Tribulation, the, the beginning point of the judgment on the churches. And, and we know exactly what it means that he came as a thief. He came in judgment that no one knew about. Those in the churches didn't know, and at the beginning, true believers didn't even know. He was such an excellent thief that he came and stole the spiritual treasures of every congregation in the world. And they were not aware. It was an unseen destruction. It was a destruction no one could see with their natural eye. And of course, that's exactly what is referred to here by both the reference to Christ coming as a thief in the night. The Bible teaches us that means he comes spiritually. And a spiritual judgment is a destruction that is not seen. It perfectly describes what took place on May 21, 2011. And, um, and so that's what God is speaking of, what he's referring to in our verse in Jeremiah 50. It is a spiritual judgment that snares Babylon, that snares the world, that snares all the inhabitants of the earth. They are taken and caught and and unaware it says in jeremiah 51 in verse 8 jeremiah 51 verse 8 babylon is suddenly fallen and destroyed how for her take balm for her pain if so be she may be healed this this sudden coming of the lord jesus christ in a spiritual way has destroyed Babylon. It, it is her destruction and it is not seen. Well, let's just look at one last verse. 
today in Psalm 35. Psalm 35. It says in verse 8, Let destruction come upon him at unawares, and let his net that he has hid catch himself. Into that very destruction let him fall. And and here, uh, this is the same word that's found in Jeremiah 50, 24, uh, that speaks of Babylon being unaware. Let destruction come upon him at unaware. And 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 by the way, that unaware is translated as not knowing. It's trans. The same words are translated in Jeremiah eight, in verse seven, uh, where it says, "Yea, the stork in the heaven knoweth her appointed times, and the turtle and the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming, but my people know not." The judgment of Jehovah. No not is the same Hebrew word translated as unaware in, in these other places. It's just the word no with a negative prefix or, or negated, um, by the negative. And, and so my people know not. They're unaware the judgment of Jehovah. Now that's referring to God's judgment on Judah of old, as they denied that that God would give them up and turn them over to the Babylonians historically, and it's referring to God's judgment on the churches. They they likewise denied God's judgment was on them, and and that is exactly what is happening with the people of the world in the day of judgment. They are not aware. They know not the time of their visitation, the time of uh, God's visitation upon them for their sin. So we we shouldn't expect people to understand these things if if they're not saved. We, we shouldn't uh, expect great numbers of people to... Um, to see these things, it's not going to happen. Uh, but God's people will see. God's people will understand and comprehend. And they will be able to discern time and judgment. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship Sunday Bible Study. For more information or to hear additional Bible studies, be sure to visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com.